Hi, welcome to the Carnivore Stories podcast with me, Alyssa Grubner. The carnivore way of eating completely transformed my life. And it's stories just like the ones you'll hear on this podcast that kept me going every step of the way. I hope you're ready to hear an inspirational carnivore story. I know I am, but first, let me tell you about the meat-tastic t-shirts I have for sale on my spring store. It's a great opportunity for you to become a walking billboard, if that's what you're into. And it's a great opportunity for you to support your new favorite podcast. You can find a link to the spring store in my bio on Instagram at meet, M-E-A-T, Mrs. M-R-S, Grubs, G-R-U-B-S. I'll also put a link to the store in this video's description on YouTube. So check it out and get some carnivore swag. Okay, welcome to episode 36 of the Carnivore Stories podcast. Today I'm joined by Fallon Zymet. She's a 30-year-old nomad veteran and a mom on a mission for Operation Regeneration with her family. Thank you so much for joining me today, Fallon. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. <laughs> yes, yes, super exciting. Uh, this, this has been an interview I've been looking forward to for a really long time. Um, let's start off with you telling everyone about what brought you to Carnivore and when was that? Man, so 2020, if you can rewind your mental clocks back before 2020 was like what it was. So I'm talking like January, February timeframe. It was World Carnivore Month. Unbeknownst to me, I was a vegan of many years and I was raising my whole family vegan. I had just come through a vegan pregnancy and delivery. Thank gosh we were okay. And, uh, I was not in a good place. I was, I had been struggling for a long, long time with a lot of different health issues, but I figured I was on the best possible route. You know, I was whole food. I was plant-based. I was soaking. I was sprouting. I was fermenting. I was growing my own. I mean, it did it. Like I I didn't half-ass anything and that's just not who I am. And I wasn't thriving. I mean, my grandmother would say like, gosh, you're sick again, you know, because we were always sick. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And she'd be like, you eat so many fruits and vegetables. You're so healthy. I just don't understand. You know, I'm like, yeah, so healthy. And it just felt hollow (laughs) because it was. And anyhow, mentally, especially after delivering and trying to breastfeed, I was just drained. I was not doing well. I I mean, to be completely honest with you, Alyssa, I was contemplating suicide. Like there was, it was a failing as a mom was what I was was feeling like. I already had postpartum issues with my first, so wasn't surprised with the second, but then add to it, breastfeeding was not going well at all. It, It broke me as a mom. And I, like I said, was in a low place. Add to that, my husband never liked the vegan thing, like never. (laughs) And to be fair, it never served him, but I was always like, well, you're just not doing it hard enough. You just got to eat more rainbows. You need to eat, you know, (laughs) better, more, you know, it's very frustrating that, that 
mindset that you get into the dogmatic mindset I guess like you could just do it harder and do it better anyhow um so he was working and going crazy because I was I was a crazy person at home trying to struggle everything and he heard Joe Rogan on a podcast because he had his podcast uh earbuds in all day at work he was a diesel mechanic at the time and he heard the Jordan Peterson podcast and he was floored, like worth mentioning to Fallon because <laughs> he he himself was in a deep depression, chronic pain. It was not good. We were at a bad low point for our marriage. The whole family was just struggling. And he mentioned it to me in my first, I like kind of almost laughed, like ludicrous, meat only, like that will surely kill you, you know but cancer within a week is what I was predicting. And <laughs> I, so, but I was intrigued. So I listened to the podcast. I am open-minded. I'm not, you know, I've always been open-minded. You, you unfortunately get in these tracks, but I'm still an open-minded person. I listened to the podcast, was very curious. And so I started, you know, looking it up and I came across Saladino's book. I'm an avid reader, so I read that. I came across Sean Baker's book, read that. Um, Ken Berry, you know, I just started just absorbing, like obsessively, what is this? You know, because it was so curious. How do you have this many people having such dramatic results and it's totally nothing? Like, it, but, and, but it, as you know, it flips everything on its head that mm-hmm. I've been told. I was a, a personal trainer and a nutritionist. Like I have all these things that I've been told since I was in sixth grade. I grew up fat. I was reading In Shape magazine, trying to figure out how to skim milk and fat free my way to happiness and health. And it never worked. It was like the worst hamster wheel it could ever be on. <laughs> uh, anyhow. And so I was so curious and I just absorbed it all. And I loved how Saladino broke it down like nerd style with the studies and breaking Mm -hmm. down the studies. I love that. I'm a nerd at heart. My husband put him to sleep. He cannot listen to Saladino. (laughs) And so Sean Baker is more his style. I, I had to try it. I mean, like I couldn't be this into it and not just try it. And so my husband, of course, was begging and said, I'll try it for seven days. If I immediately don't die, then I will try it for a month. And then we'll, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And honestly, Alyssa, by day five, I was having a hard time, like eating it after being vegan for so long, like just even preparing it well, like no sauces, no flavorings. Like what? Like I jumped lion diet style into it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't do anything. Like I said, halfway, I'm like, all right, we're doing a 180 and we're just going to do lion. And the texture was rough. My four-year-old was at the time been raised a vegan texture was horrible for him. So we started him on grass-fed hot dogs because I'm as long as they're grass fed, I don't care. I'm just Mm -hmm. want him to get the fat and the nutrition and the protein. And if he is eating hot dogs, I know, like in retrospect, that sounds ludicrous and crazy that I'm like excited about him eating hot dogs. (laughs) But compared to like understanding the nutrition, it was everything. And so I would start mixing, he's a condiment kid. I would start mixing in like egg yolk, raw egg yolk into his sauces and stuff. So he was unknowingly getting even more Mm. nutrition you know, just working things in. 
Um, but for me, anyhow, I was kind of struggling. I wasn't doing sauces. You know, I, I was trying to do it cold turkey, bare knuckle, like, let's just do this. And by day five, however, I noticed my energy for the first time that I could recall as an adult was just like constant. There was no deviation. It was wonderful. And not only was it like, so here's what I kind of what I equate it to, like me as a vegan chasing carbs all day, my mood and my energy, me as a carnivore, my energy was way up here and it was rock solid. Like I never even got to that, you know, on vegan or any other diet. I've tried them. I've tried the bodybuilding diet. I've tried, you name it. I have tried it and I've done it all the way because that's just who I am. <laughs> and so anyhow, I noticed my energy was just steady and high and my pain, I had joint issues and I didn't realize how bad they were and until they weren't there. <laughs> I would dread my two-story farmhouse staircase every time I forgot the dang phone or I forgot the laundry or you name it, you know, as a mom. And my knees would crackle and they would hurt. And I was just tired. I didn't want to do the stairs again. Um, I knew they were good for me, but you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> my motivation was also pretty low at this point. And by day five, I re distinctly remember taking the stairs two at a time. Like it was fun. It was a game. It was enjoyable. And it just reminded me of kid, like youth almost. And that was where I was like, okay, light bulb. This is something like I'm not even a week into this and this is dramatic. And so, yeah, I'm like, all right, sign me up. We'll do 30 days. It's boring as hell, but we'll do 30 days. Um, but it was so dramatic. My husband was losing weight like it was his job. I was over here like admiring it, envious, but also content that I felt so good. I didn't I didn't even mind that I wasn't losing weight. And so three months go by he has lost like almost 40 pounds by this point. Like it was just melting off of him. He was looking great. He was, our marriage was saved. He was clear. He was focused. The depression, the cloud that was all like almost visibly on him. It was gone. He was a bright, intelligent, mm. happy guy. And it didn't take whiskey or something to get that out of him. He was just, it was just there. It was amazing. And so I'm like, for my marriage alone, like I'll keep eating this and I feel good. Even if I never lose a pound, like I'm just feeling good. And something, I don't know if it was because I finally stopped caring about my weight. Some people say it's really emotional, you know, like it's psychological sometimes. Or if it was that my body took three months of building back my nutritional stores that had been depleted for so long. But after three months, of eating until I was full. Like, and even, even if I was craving something, I would shut that craving up with some scrambled eggs and some beef. Like that's, <laughs> that was my go-to. And so that's how I was eating. I was not counting calories. I was eating a, a lot of food. I was a little <laughs> bit alarmed, but then after three months, my weight started just melting off. I mean, it was noticeable, but it, it wasn't even just melting off, like in a gaunt way that I was starting to get um, in my vegan pregnancy because I could not keep on weight, but I was like toned looking. I wasn't working out at this point, like unlike my photos nowadays, 
I was not lifting weights. I was just doing my normal mom routine and I was looking good. The other thing I noticed within three months, my skin, like I had had really bad acne scars, as you probably saw in my acne video. And I just assumed it was a part of being 30s. You know, there were wrinkles like and like like tissue papery style, almost like crinkly wrinkles that I just assumed like, okay, this is just a part of getting old. But they were not there when I smile, of course. But now they kind of just pop back into place. I'm not smiling. It's like, I would tell magic and fake or like some baloney crap if the cynical four-year-ago vegan was here watching me now. But dude, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. It's wild. It's been a wild journey. So that was three years ago now, almost like February is coming up here. So it's crazy. Here we are. (laughs) Yes. Crazy. Amazing. Um, (laughs) You know, I did, I went through a vegetarian pregnancy. I wasn't vegan, but after the pregnancy, I did go into being a vegan. because I was like, Oh, I need to lose all the weight. And like you were saying, just drained. I felt absolutely drained breastfeeding and trying to be a mom. I was a crazy person. Okay. I was absolutely crazy. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So I can totally relate to that. And then, um, I, I was pretty much raising my kids vegetarian. So they would have some dairy here and there. Um, but I wouldn't cook meat in the house if, they had meat. It was, they went somewhere else and had it. And my son, he's the one I had the vegetarian pregnancy with. When I started eating all this meat, it was the texture was a thing for him. You know, he would, he would uh, chew a piece of um, like steak or something with some fat on it and just go to gag because the the texture was just too much for him. Um, But as time has went on, he's at the point now that he can eat those things and he thinks they're delicious and he, he enjoys them. Good. That's good. Yeah. And how long have you been eating? How long has he been eating meat? Uh, okay. So it's been, it's been maybe like four years now, but it was gradual because I, I stopped being vegan like two years before I found carnivore. But we, we weren't having a whole lot of meat in the house. And if we did, it was like, um, boneless, skinless chicken breast, you know, you were healthy, you know, the standard American healthy diet, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And then when, when current, when I started doing carnivore, then it was like, well, we're eating all of the gristle and, you know, all of the fat and all the red meat. And so that was hard, hard for my son to get into. It wasn't so bad for my daughter because she did have some time growing up where um, I wasn't vegetarian or she was getting more meat and and things. I think she craved those things more, Um, but it was difficult for my son and he's, he's five now. So he's, he's doing both of them are doing really good with it. That's good. See, my son, he'll he'll be almost seven in February here. Is it end of February birthday? Okay. And he still struggles with steak. Like if it's a really good tender steak, you know, it could be fillet, but it also could be like a really good skirt skirt steak cut across the grain, you know, so it just pulls. 
So if it's flavored really well, or it just happens to be like a good aged flavor, you know, from an aged skirt steak. Um, I worked at a butcher shop for a while there and I had my pick of the best of the best. So these kids have been spoiled. <laughs> my okay. daughter was primarily raised on tenderloin tails, you know, the little bit at the end of the, the tenderloin that's not quite saleable as a, you know, filet. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, grind this into hamburger or something atrocious. I'll just have to take it home for my daughter. <laughs> and so I, I lived off the scraps in that shop. They pretty much could have paid me in steaks and I would have been content. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. What a gig. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had to do some crazy things in COVID. I mean, I quickly realized when we started the carnivore diet, and maybe you did too, like, this is expensive for a family of four. How are we going to, like, budget for this? You know, if I want to do grass-fed and regeneratively raised, and (laughs) we were paying retail at first, like, retail individual Mm -hmm. cuts of grass-fed meat, you know, like, all cryovac'd at the the healthy section of the local market. We lived rurally, so, you know, they upcharged the crap out of that stuff. Um. I was like, we're going to go broke. There's no way Mm -hmm. we can't do this. And so I was calling around at all the local farms and I called, I found this local butcher shop across the border in Wisconsin. I lived in Minnesota. If you couldn't hear from the accent, don't you know? And uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, They were selling quarters or halves of beef grass fed locally raised in their locker for a really good price. And like that, that price was hamburger and filet. Like that was like a flat Mm -hmm. price. I'm like, this is the way to go. And so I made my first cut sheet, ordered my first quarter cow, fell in love, you know, like figured out some things because their customer service sucked. It's a bunch of old crumpy dudes, you know, and like they're (laughs) used to people who know what they want. And here I am like, so I'm a recovering vegan and uh-huh. I don't know what a ribeye <laughs> versus a New York is. And I was just wondering if you could tell me the difference. And they were like, lady, <laughs> like we don't have time for you. And so they, the whole shop knew of me as that crazy vegan lady that was no longer vegan. Um, and so I call again to make another order. And they're like, COVID's just, this is like May. COVID's full swing everyone's panic buying we can't like we can't keep up and so just call back in like a month and I'm like we're gonna be starving in a month (laughs) like we're gonna be through this cow I need Mm -hmm. to pre-order the next and I was kind of freaking out to be honest I didn't know I like I said we couldn't afford it but I couldn't afford not to eat this way either and I noticed they were hiring (laughs) like and I'm like I'm like, well, I know their customer service sucks. I can totally help them with their customer service, but I don't know jack about meat. But what a way to learn. Like, and I want as a prior vegan ethics and like knowing where your food comes from means a lot to me. And I've always wanted to be a farmer. I just didn't know as a confused vegan, if I was like a sanctuary for old abused farm animals and with, you know, carrots and celery, like what do we grow? And so... Now I realize, like my mission, Operation Regen, it was like it all became clear on the carnivore diet, like what my mm-hmm. life's purpose was, like, and I've been struggling with that. Like, I felt I had a purpose, but as a vegan, I was very confused. <laughs> it all became clear. The butcher shop. Learn as much as I can. 
get you know that background under you and then see where it goes like plus you'll get a discount on meat you'll always have you know plenty of good stuff like it just seemed like a win 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 and i'm getting paid wonderful <laughs> yes yes so that's where i worked yeah okay so you mentioned uh operation regeneration do you want to tell everyone a little bit more about that yeah is my internet connection okay i noticed there was a bit of lag there Yes. Yeah. It's so it'll show me like, I think the, like how connected you are and sometimes the bars will dwindle, but you're doing fine. It, it'll show up fine on the recording. Okay. Cause I can switch it to like 5g on my phone, like via, you know, the Bluetooth. Okay. So I, I think we're bad, good. Let me know. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So you were saying. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone about a little bit about, um, operation regeneration yes yes so operation regeneration my a little backstory my husband and I are both veterans which a dual military couple now a dual veteran couple and so the the military jargon is is pretty intense in our house and like I said when we became carnivore the mission like started unfolding and becoming quite clear I want the regenerative farm i want you know multi-species i want the most holistic because i was witnessing i got chickens like i was doing it you know <laughs> like on my five acres i was doing what i could we were thinking about fencing in all of our acreage to try to rotationally do hogs and then add in some goats and then add in some sheep and then you know work our way up but i'm like we got five acres we're we're, we're very capped and I'm looking at the rows of monocrop agriculture around me, soy and corn. It's going to be rough to regenerate this, but I would love to be able to regenerate like any land, you know, like it's just to me after watching what happens to that land every year, living next to it. I just feel like such an obligation as a human mm -hmm. to help heal that because we are like, pardon my French, we are screwing it. Like we're, we're fucking it up bad, you know, mm -hmm. like we are, and we don't even realize it. And so many people have no clue. And here I was a vegan trying to be like local, sustainable and vegan and looking at what these crops are doing. And I'm like, it doesn't sit well. Like I said, the whole thing wasn't sitting well after a while, but I realized I want to restore the land. But I also was realizing our family after coming from such a low point, like we needed something to get us like to help regenerate us as well. And so we made a wild decision after like watching a documentary years ago, like this documentary we watched was years ago. It was a family that had enough, sold everything and like lived in an RV. And we were like, oh, that was weird. And didn't think anything of it for years until all of a sudden, again, just being carnivore or whatever, I'm like looking at them. Like, why do we invest a ton more money in the land around us that's way overpriced for what it is? And we don't even love Minnesota. He's from California, being military. Okay. Like, what are we doing? Why don't we just sell it? And COVID prices are crazy. We'll make a killing and then we can live on the road and figure out where we want to live. And maybe we'll tour all the farms on the way because we need to eat and drink milk. We're big raw milk drinkers here. And so <laughs> we, we're going to meet so many people and then we'll figure out where we want to live. And at first, you know, my husband and I are like, is this a crackpot idea? Like, are we, are we crazy? 
and we're doing this and then we we just did it we just kept putting one foot in front of the other and here we are and now I'll, I'll be working at white oak pastures this summer um and so you will oh that's so oh so yeah. you're in georgia now oh uh, well right now we're in florida um okay. we went and talked to will and the team over there um early december they have a harvest host which is like a, a place you can stay with your rv for one night as you're traveling for free super cool program but they also built just like i want to do on my future farm an rv park so you can have people you know they have cabins they have houses you can rent but they also have an rv park for those people and bless them I'm so excited and so we'll be able to park at their RV park Will offered my husband a job as well in between he'll be going to school as an IT like penetrator online okay. through the VA and um it's like internet stuff and so he'll be doing that caring for the kids a little bit and then also working in his spare time for Will and I'll be working as a experienced meat cutter was the position that they're uh, looking to fill, but yeah, I'll be working in the meat department and I'm so excited to see how they do things regeneratively. Like that was my biggest frustration working in a conventional butcher shop. Like, yeah, we had local raised and conventional, like we had everything. We had retail box beef coming in. We had the whole gamut. And then we would throw the liver in the, in the barrel to go off to the renderer. We would throw the fat, the beautiful suet, white, pristine suet, toss it in the barrel. You know, like I'm over here, like I can't eat it all, but I know there are carnivores out here, you know, like mm -hmm. we could use this stuff or you could put this back on the land. Like there's just so many things you could do. And so to be able to learn under white oak is like the a dream and it would never have happened had I been sitting in my five acres frustrated and depressed but here we are yeah. out on the road traveling and just wow. it, ha it just happened you know that <laughs> is so amazing what an opportunity you are going to the Juilliard of uh regenerative farming <laughs> I know I'm like oh. nobody none of my normie friends like understand but I am so so excited. <laughs> yes, I I am sure you are. Okay. Well, that's awesome. You're getting a Florida winter. Uh I've been to Minnesota in the winter. We're we're in Georgia. My husband's family is from Minnesota. So we were up there for a couple of Christmases. And I was like, no, this is winter hell. I would die. <laughs> I would die if I lived here. Um, and a week yes. of that was like all I could manage. Um, so that's, that's nice. You're going to enjoy some, some not so frigid weather this winter. Yes. I am loving it. Last winter, we were actually in a different RV. The first RV we bought, it was a nightmare. That's a whole nother story, but we were stranded in death Valley all winter because the RV broke and we couldn't get repairs. It was like a whole thing. And so I never got to like do the Florida or beach or anything fun for the winter that I was really like looking forward to living, you know, for my first mm -hmm. winter in an RV. Um, I mean, not that I'm complaining about Death Valley, you know, it was definitely warmer than Minnesota, but we were stationed out there for quite a while. Um, and so we were, we're kind of over the, the desert and uh, yeah, it was just a long winter. So I'm, we're going to be in the Keys for my birthday in about a week. I am oh. so stoked. <laughs> That's so exciting. That is so exciting. Yes. Well, happy, yes. happy early birthday. Thank you. I'll be turning 34 
Um, and I don't know if you saw, my goal was to be able to do a handstand and try to maintain a push up while balancing it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to complete all three in this. <laughs> I'm so close, but I, I've only got like a week left. So we'll see okay. if, I, okay. if I nail it. <laughs> yeah, I believe in you. I believe in you. I never would have done that before. So that's that's the thing is I as a kid grew up like I said fat and I was very uncomfortable in my own like body. I felt very just clumsy and awkward, I guess. I just assumed I couldn't do stuff because I had tried like other little girls were doing cartwheels. <laughs> I I did flops. It mm-hmm. just didn't I just didn't have that and to feel like that after several months of carnivore, like I said, I just felt like I was becoming agile and muscular without even trying. And so then I was like, gosh, I used to try to bodybuild all the time. What if I combined this with bodybuilding and like agility training? And I'm just, what what am I capable of? Who knows? Like, this is so fun. Every year I set a new goal now, like some outrageous for me goal. Like last year it was cartwheels. I'd never do cartwheels. Now I can do cartwheels. It's the coolest. I got to say. It is so awesome. That is, I, I was a fat kid growing up too. So I, yeah, I know. Hugs. Hugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and so to be an adult and be on a totally different level than I was as a kid is super cool. And then, um, I, so there's, it's like circulating around Instagram. You may have seen it. There's the, um, it's Biden's, um, it's a doctor on Biden's new dietary, uh, committee committee. And it's a clip of her on 60 minutes saying, Oh, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you get good sleep. If you change your diet, if you exercise, you're always going to be obese. Um, yeah, I was just like, oh my goodness. Um, this is like the worst thing ever that, that somebody could hear. Like if, if I heard that when I was a young fat kid, I would just be like, okay, well, it really is hopeless. I already felt hopeless, but I, I wouldn't have even tried, you know, to seek out something different. Um, yeah, yeah I, uh, I can't believe that. that thing is just ludicrous. I'm, I'm glad it's going like totally viral in a make fun of it way because it's outrageous and it's not scientifically supported and I just think like looking at my family I grew up fat because I was eating everything that they were eating and then I was trying to do the healthier version which was just honestly when you think about it low fat high carb you know the healthy American diet and lots and lots of vegetables it didn't serve me and even as like a bodybuilding diet it didn't serve me none of it I'm just frustrated that I missed out on so much, like all the way back from like being a kid, I was in the hospital chronically sometimes for constipation because I was so backed up. I had to like go to the hospital and get that sorted. It was, and then growing up fat and uncomfortable and like, what if I had been able to stay in gymnastics and like, Like I'm doing cartwheels now at 33, but what could I have been doing this whole time? What did I miss out on? And I get mad. I get really mad because I took all of that advice from Cosmo and InShape and the food pyramid. Oh, I remember tracking my macros as a freaking teenager. You know, I mean, I'm just mad and I'm on a mission. I can't stay quiet. Like I've been kind of like the last three years contemplating going on social media because 
I feel so passionately about how this has changed my entire life. But I also, like, I can't, I'm, it's intimidating. The whole thing's intimidating. Social media, all of it, you know, but I can't shut up. I can't anymore because if I see another freaking mom struggling like I was or another little girl struggling like yeah. I was, no, there is another way. You don't just starve yourself. You don't have to feel guilty for wanting a hot dog. Eat the whole pack and lose weight. I challenge you because <laughs> I do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't feel okay. any guilt anymore. It's wonderful. <laughs> Yes, yes. This is such a guilt-free way of eating and so, so rewarding. Um, so what do you typically eat in a day now? Do you have issues um, sourcing good food to eat since you're always on the move? Oh, girl, yes. And so that that has been a big struggle. Um because initially moving into an RV, a lot of RVs have like itty bitty propane powered refrigerators and freezers. And I was like, yeah, we can't, we can't do that. And so we ended up getting a much larger RV, not only because of the refrigerator, but just, we just needed space. My husband's a big man. We've got kids, we've got dogs, we've got cats. And so we got the biggest refrigerator possible. <laughs> That you can get in a traveling thing besides being like a millionaire um and it is still a struggle I can't fit a quarter beef in there so how am I going to economically buy my meat like the quality that I want and so my husband I'm like the dreamer he's like the realist <laughs> we got a yin yang going on here yes and so I'm like we'll just get a deep breather. We'll just put it in the back. And he's like, you're crazy. What if we don't have power? What if this, you know, like we don't have space. It's going to be overweight. Like, no, 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 you crazy lady. And so it's been a struggle. We've been surviving. Luckily when we were in the desert, we were near a military base because like I said, we used to be stationed out there. And so we were able to go to the commissary as veterans. And that was so helpful, tax-free and the prices were super low. But Costco has been a big help, um, like having that membership and being able to buy bigger quantities for better prices. But we, at this point, we don't only eat grass fed. Like, I wish I could say that. I would love to say that. But we're two veterans living off of our VA, you know, medical money and our house sales, which is quickly dwindling with this RV lifestyle. And so you got to be real. Like we, we just can't survive off of that. And so that's typically what we've done. Um, I did convince my husband, Joe, to get a deep freezer finally for the back because we have a toy hauler now. This is our other, you know, our newer trailer. And so there's plenty of space. There's plenty of weight. We're good. So I've got like a, a chest, not the, not the chest. I wanted a chest, but we got like the door style one okay. and I can fit a good fair amount. It's just, it's been so nice. Like when you find something on sale or clearance or something like, you know, they have the meat that needs to sale right now. Mm -hmm. I can buy it all and not worry. Like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> so it's been really nice. I, I think I could fit a quarter cow if they were completely empty. And so once we get to that, we'll see, but I'm going to be at white Oak pastures all summer. So I'm not going to have to worry about a darn thing. Yeah. Awesome. That's gonna oh be my wonderful. goodness. 
Yes, it is. All the milk, because they have a rhyme hookup, all the eggs and all the beef I could ever want, plus all the other animals they have going on. I'm just going to be in seventh heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Nowadays, what I eat um, on a daily basis would be just trying to be economical. And so if I can't find a cheap steak, you know, like on sale or something, we don't eat steak. Um, for Christmas, I flew home to visit my family and just me and my mom wanted to road trip back to Cal or to, um, Orlando with us or with me. She didn't want to do it alone basically. So I flew up there to meet her and, and drove down. And I, I, of course I called up my Wisconsin butcher hookup, like, can you save me some aged skirt steaks? Like the fattiest of the fatty. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have like a, an ongoing running box in the freezer for me. Fallon's fat skirts. <laughs> it's great. And so I was able to pick up a box and bring a cooler back with my new deep freezer I got for Christmas. Um, so I have a, I have some, I, it's like when you like reserve your fine wine, you know, like people have like their, 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 whatever it is, your fancy thing that you're into. Mm-hmm. Mine is aged skirt steaks. <laughs> I've got a selection that I just reserve for special occasion. Back nice. Then. Yes. But otherwise, yeah, ground beef, ground beef, more ground beef and eggs. That's, that's pretty much any variation of that. I love to get into, um, I'm sure maybe you've seen Maria Emrich's, um, protein sparing recipes. Mm-hmm. I've been playing with those lately. I know the, the fad right now seems to be butter and adding so much fat and the increasing fat ratios. And I did that. I tried that. And I think, I don't know. Like initially, I think it bumped my stall. Like I saw like a good, good thing for a few weeks. Like I literally saw like a deflated looking fat pouch. I've got like, you know, a yeah. little tiny pouch. I just want that six pack though. <laughs> and so I, I saw a little bit of a decrease, but then I started gaining weight and that happened really quickly. And so I have stopped that and I'm going to start leaning towards Maria Emmerich's style. And I love her stuff anyway. I just love the creativity of using freaking egg whites to make like crazy concoctions. Yeah. After three years of carnivore, I'm ready. I'm ready for some. Oh, variety. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm digging it. And so far this week, um, like sticking to it hard, like actually tracking my macros, which I normally don't give off, like not, no cares. But I really want that six pack. And so I'm curious now, like I need to be professional and I need to actually see like what's going to work for me to get me out of this little like stall. It's not natural to have a six pack. I want to throw that out. Like you're manipulating your body to be, you know, it's not like, let's just say this. My ancestors, if the apocalypse hit right now, would not want to have a six pack. They would want to have a nice fat pack to keep them going in between hunts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's a good place to be at long term, but dang it. I just want to see what my abs look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can totally relate with that, that, you know, being that, that, little girl, you know, that's, that's a dream. Like maybe one day I'll get to see what's been under there all this time. (laughs) It's exciting and it's fun. It's like a goal that for me is fun. If it becomes unfun, 
then mm-hmm. it's a problem and you know to be reevaluated but right now i'm like it's a fun thing to chase for me like it's like the, the cartwheel thing i just want to yeah. be able to have that abflex photo and be like I, there's a photograph and now i can yep. chill out a little yep. exactly <laughs> <laughs> the next question i wanted to ask you is um okay what advice would you give to someone that's thinking about trying carnivore like maybe they heard about it and they're like I don't know this sounds crazy what would you what would you say to them I first off I have to say I'm I'm coining a phrase and it's called carnicurious because uh-huh. there are so many people I feel like that are really curious about this but they're also like I was totally like I said it's too much of a paradigm shift for some people to swallow literally at first because it's wild. And all I have to say is I've, I've been there. I, I was there, you know, I was so far on the other side. I was like on the vegan side of crazy passionate. Mm-hmm. And I, here I am. And I can only say that by trying and just keeping an open mind. And so I get like, all the beliefs you have, all the reasons you have, you could, you know, like there's so many reasons people have said, oh, I'd be curious to try, but gout or but heart disease, but mm-hmm. you know, like these things. And I'm like, I would love to dive deep on that with you if you're interested, but I feel like a lot of people just don't care enough and they just want a quick fix. They don't want to like learn, they don't want to dig into yeah. it and I can't help them, you know, they're, they're where they're at, they're on their own journey and they're at their own chapter of that. And, but if you're curious and you, you're intrigued, just try it. Like my mm-hmm. husband told me like 30 days, you can do anything for 30 days. He's right. Like you really can. I've been through some crap in the military. Like you can do this for 30 days. It's bacon and beef. And like, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. three years, I can, I can attest things can get old, but you can do it for 30 days mm-hmm. for sure. And then you can go from there. Like you'll know, okay, I reintroduced. If you do it wisely and you don't just like go to in and out and go crazy, you realize, okay, I'm reintroduced. Think like a scientist. I tried almond flour and I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck, which happened to me. And so, Okay. Nope, not doing almond flour anymore. I thought that was healthy, but I mean, I kind of didn't after listening to Paul Saladino. (laughs) And so just try it. There's only one way to know for sure. Just try it. Awesome. Great advice. Okay. Last question. Where can everyone find you on Instagram, YouTube, if they want to reach out, if they want to see what you're up to, where you're at? Yeah. So on Instagram, I am crazy carnivore chick. Uh, just seemed to fit. So I went with it. And um, on YouTube, we have the team carnivore nomads. And that is like our whole family's channel. Um, And so we just kind of keep up to date with what we're doing and where we are. And and we're just starting it. So I apologize for the lack of content, but we're getting there, folks. It's it's a family effort. (laughs) Um, And then we also have a website, um, which is embarrassing. I started it 10 years ago. Because I've been passionate about health and fitness this whole time. I just never, as a mom and busy person, never got to it. So happy and healthy with Fallon.com. Happy and, and healthy with Fallon. Yeah. 
I'm going to post up some of the older like vegan posts and stuff just just for funsies so you can see like legit I was vegan legit I mm -hmm. did it hardcore <laughs> <laughs> so awesome awesome well thank you so much for being on the show today Val. that's it for today until next time stay meaty stay strong and stay inspired do you have a carnivore story to tell connect with me on instagram at meet m-e-a-t mrs m-r-s grubs g-r-u-b-s i would love to interview you and the world needs to hear your story and how meat heals thanks so much for watching and all your support bye-bye till next time <laughs>